Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. to Riverdale After Dark, a podcast about Riverdale. Let's take a little trip from the CW to Adult Swim. I'm Alex. When you chase the darkness like we do, you find it in places you don't necessarily know you're going to get to (laughs) until you get there. That's who we are. I'm Justin. And we have two special guests for you on the podcast today. They are the creators of Robot Chicken. Ladies and gentlemen, Seth Green and Matt Seinrich. Oh man, I messed that up. I messed Take that up right now. Take it again, dog. And you're a little off, but I'll give it to you. Don't worry. Everyone. Senrash. Senrash? Senrash. There yeah. you go. Senrash. God damn it. You, you nailed it in all of our rehearsals. I know. Yeah. And we've been rehearsing for hours at this point. Just the well, name. The stage show, the stage version of this will be perfect. And that's all that matters. <laughs> exactly. So uh, the bleeping robot chicken Archie comic special aired on Adult Swim. Uh, you can stream it now on adultswim.com. It's coming to HBO Max down the road. Um, this, so I have a lot of questions about this, uh, but the big one that I want to ask you right off is just like, uh, where did it come from? Where did the Archie Comics fandom come from for you guys? Where did that start? Gosh, I, I'd like to, I'd like to blame. Um, we have a writer, our head, one of our head writers, Tom Root. Uh, it kind of stemmed from him. He's a huge Archie fanatic. And um, during his time, he ended up writing the Jughead 200 uh, issue. Um, he's done a lot. Was, what's the three for? That? Wasn't it Jughead 300? 200. Pretty sure. We'll look it up. I you guys probably know better wrong, than You us. would know. Um, but yeah, but <laughs> he, he always threw it out there and thought it would be a lot of fun to, to play in that, in that world. And uh, we ended up getting to know John Goldwater through, um, through Tom's connection. And uh, it just kind of blossomed from hanging out with him it was it was it really was an afterthought as weird as that sounds of like wouldn't it be fun to just do this and it evolved into this lovely uh special 
I grew up loving Archie. I read all the Archie comics. I read all the spinoff of Archie, all the weird outer world stuff. The I read like the Harvey comics and all of that stuff. But the, the Archie stuff was special. And they put out not just the comics, but the digests and the fat double digests. So from the time I was seven years old till the time I was 15, I rode a train twice a day for at least 90 minutes from Philadelphia to New York for auditions. And so having valuable reading material, especially stuff that could fit in a pocket was, was like currency to me. So I, uh, I got really into Archie comics and know as a result, a bunch of bizarre, like the Glenn Scarpelli run. I know weird Mm -hmm. shit about Archie. Uh, So some deep shit right there. It really is. Yeah. It goes, it goes super deep. So when um, the, possibility because we had talked about a bunch of different archie content not even as robot chicken uh, but just us as stupid monkey or us under sbs we had talked about like a cup can i even say that about yeah that we had been talking with uh archie about developing a horror series of animation for them around like uh vampironica and jughead the hunger there's a great an- anthology in there and just the stuff that's already been written doing that as an animated. And I think it would get an entire audience. They've gotten closer to it now with Riverdale, but that's, that's actually probably a really solid dovetail. Did I do it? Yeah, you did. That was an amazing segue <laughs> to talk about uh, whether, I mean, let's just throw this out there. Do you, do you watch Riverdale? Are you fans of Riverdale? What do you think of Riverdale? <laughs> this is the test question that uh, Alex yeah. asks everyone. This is, uh, you have the card, right? Uh, I'll start by saying I watched the first season, and then I, I, I apologize for not watching more than that. But I did religiously watch that first season, whereas Seth... So I watched the first season, and I was like, I don't know. Is this just going to be like some trite BS that uh, is quasi-90210 with a, a little bit of a murder she wrote and then by the second season they were like no 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 it's ancestral and this town has been poisoned for quite some time and then they spun so many genres that i was like i guess i'll i guess i'll watch another season of this and when they started getting into the black hood terrorism and spoiler alert like betty's dad the, the the taking the concept of Polly Cooper and evolving it into this character, getting them into the cult and uh, matching Amakin to do like double agent stuff. And then, then getting into um, the snuff films to the yeah. point where the kids are putting like play acting because I learned it by watching you. So it's, so great <laughs> I'm, I'm genuinely in like my wife and i have watched it season to season because it is uh really well put together beautifully shot uh all the performances are fantastic and it's a ton of fun i think about that uh the what was the um uh what they do they did carry the musical mm-hmm. yeah. yeah which was amazing and it's Hedwig. Yeah, right. They go out of their way to let all those kids sing. Yeah. <laughs> and put Ooh. on a great show. Yeah. <laughs> and get the I... CW something for the kids to download. Yeah, maybe that's in the in the sauce, uh, something to download. Yeah, probably. There. But also I it's mean, very entertaining. I, 
truly like after season one, they were like, should we uh, hit the accelerator? And they were like, yes. But rather than going in one direction, let's go in nine. And we're just going to keep <laughs> doing this until we are literally run out of runway and they just can't find the end of the road. Just keeps oh going. Oh my God, the LARPing, the LARPing season, like it's bananas, but it works. Yeah. I really enjoy it. That that season still feels like some sort of nightmare that just came out of my head and came to <laughs> life and is on screen, and it's great. I love it. Like just it does, like Justin's saying, it does so many different things at the same time, and that probably is a good segue to talk about Robot Chicken, which also does a lot of things at the same time. It goes in a lot of different directions. The thing that I thought was really interesting about what you guys did with this Archie comic special is it seemed to use every single generation of Archie, every single iteration of it in different ways and different touches. Uh, How did you decide when you were starting out, when we were first cracking this, what to pick and choose? I wish I could say we went in with a very specific way uh, to do this. (laughs) But usually how we start these specials is all of our writers just start throwing out ideas. um, And everybody just started coming up with different sketches. And then you kind of see what keeps repeating. And oddly, what kept repeating was the Josie and the Pussycats outer space stuff. (laughs) That's the weirdest possible thing. Well, we were really insistent. They had sent us so much material. They sent us every volume of character breakdown, uh, like, uh, 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 what are they called? Like giant novels from generational publishings of Archie through the ages, plus just loads and loads of individual comics and new stories and all the different versions and tones and genres that Archie's been. And they were absorbing all of that. And I kept saying, well, we got to do something with Josie in space. Cause you remember at one point, this incredibly successful pop band was getting a tour of, I guess, NASA and like (laughs) leaned on something and accidentally shot a rocket with only their band and manager and their cat into space. And now they're traveling around in space. <laughs> still rocking it, though. So they still find time to get the, the band together and get some well, we did, get Yeah, some we thought that was a great premise. I kept pushing that, I'm pretty sure. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was like, we need to do something with this. And then everybody said, um, the bleeps, because the bleeps are just sort of accepted in the Josie world is not an alien threat that's a virus that could be murderous. They're just like, ah, oh, a breeding invading alien. I guess we'll just let this be our cute pal as we, what, do gigs on other planets and hope they have an atmosphere comparable to ours so our head doesn't explode? Didn't talk about that ever. When did the idea of a du jour reunion come up? I think that was early on. I mean, the- yeah, I gotta think well, it was pretty Brecken, early on. Yeah, Brecken was in the writer's room. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. It's one of those things where once we started doing it, we knew it was going to, we were going to do something with it. We didn't know exactly what, but, uh, but we thought it'd be a nice little uh, tip of the hat. It only made sense. Everybody that's in du jour with the exception of Alex Martin is like a, a regular constant on robot chicken. So uh, we knew Brecken and Donald were going to be a part of it somehow. And then we were like, I guess we do something with this war. I don't know if this is getting too wonky, but are there, what are the rights issues involved when you're doing something like that? Because that's something that exists <laughs> in the movie. It is Archie Comics, <laughs> but it's yeah, in, in now that. The upside is how, uh, God, it's like a chain of exploitation capability underlined in the rights of uh, exploitation in ownership 
but it goes from Universal back to Archie Comics because they're the principal owner. And arguably anything that's created on its behalf becomes its canon and its characters to exploit. It's not like a, a creator agreement, like even Paul Dini with Harley Quinn, arguably. Right. It's, like, yeah, there's, it's nebulous, but with this kind of thing, there's no, there's no debate about it that, that uh, uh, Goldwater and Archie get the final say in how it's exploited. For those of you listening, um, Seth just closed his eyes and just that spouted out of him spontaneously. <laughs> I don't know what uh, there's a lawyerly uh, possession of some sort. there. I, you know, it's funny because that's actually sad, sadly true that I've, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've had to become somewhat at least I've had to at least really understand the semantics of the law around fair use parody and um, trademark. Of course, and that's like the whole yeah. thing. Like how you guys got to do that dance every day. <laughs> I got to think. I passed that baton on with Robot Chicken a few years ago. I was like, our our clearance lawyer and everybody that works on the show understands how to do this. <laughs> I'm never going to have these calls again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll get back to the special in a second, but just to stay on Josie and the Pussycats for a moment, because it was the 20th anniversary uh, just passed. It really feels like that movie has very much taken on a life of its own, particularly recently in the past couple of years. Why do you think that is? I think it's such a um, smart and sophisticated, uh, fearless reflection of the um, nihilistic <laughs> marketing machine that's behind every creative offering at a studio level, level, no matter how well-intentioned it is. And if anything, it suffered from not being an R-rated movie that went further. But I think people at the time were expecting something that um, played ball the way that any other exploitation of a major brand had. And instead it was kind of a scathing dissection of the entire concept of pop music as a product um, and what kind of emotional struggle the artists would have in an age where there's no longer such a thing as selling out. Um, so I think that's aged very well. Um, and because it was a, a lot of people that have especially gone on to do other things. Um, and also you can't understate how beloved and um, uh, valuable all of the Archie icons are, like just inherently. Mm. They they do such great stuff. They have historically, and, they, and it's the same thing as the DC characters. You can't break them. You can just sort of bend them and give them a different kind of life that's palatable. Um, but I think that's why it's found a resurgence because it feels like something punk rock that happened within the system and just its, its uh, existence is a great proof of concept for any rebellion. Yeah. Uh, getting back to the special, I mean, talking about like this bending without breaking things, obviously you guys push it very far <laughs> with this special, but you already have, like <laughs> we were talking about earlier, you got Riverdale that's doing insane stick monsters. You've got cults and organ stealing and all these <laughs> things. I imagine the answer is probably no. But Yo, was they there... found a bunker in the ground and they've just, they're just like, no, this is our bunker now. <laughs> they made a sex schedule for the bunker set. So there at, you go. Th at this point <laughs> on the show, Riverdale, they are referencing themselves. They're making fun of themselves in the way they do like every episode. So it's, it, it's, it's wild they get, get away with that. And so, of course, yeah. it makes sense. Well, but given that, given that you have this. What made you I say, I want to do this Riverdale podcast? 
Because there's a because there's a fucking for profit prison fight club. Who would yeah. want to host a <laughs> what, 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 conversation what, about that? Where was that spark? Like, what was the moment in Riverdale where you guys were like we need to do this based on this moment that happened? Well, it's funny. We thought, you know, we were Archie Comics fans growing up. Like, I was a Double Digest guy. I grew up in the country, so the grocery store, it was like the only thing in the checkout line I could point to. And my mom was like, yeah, that's good. No <laughs> no weekly world news, no candy. That's fine. So we had a love of it. And then we were like, oh, this will be fun and funny. It's like a kid's show. And then we started watching. We're like, this is not a kid's show. This is like <laughs> this weird, dark overture shit, deep. Everything happens so fast. Everyone's, it's just so fast that you cannot the conversations are wild you can make fun of it and love it at the same time and i think that's sort of the root of the podcast i'm just waiting for that one moment though that you saw going this is what we got to do we saw it on on screen what was that one moment i think it was the trailer honestly like i was uh, for for real i because like justin's saying same sort of thing loved archie comics as a kid i'd heard about riverdale heard about the show heard they were doing a dark reinvention but like you were mentioning i'd read the horror books i really liked what archie was doing kind of aging things up so i sort of expected something in those lines and then i was actually at the upfront presentation where they first showed the trailer uh the cw and i was like this this is crazy. Jason Blossom got killed, like shot straight in the head. This is so I talked to Justin and Pete, our third host, who isn't here, and just was like, hey, I think we should just try to do something. It was actually yeah. our <laughs> first TV podcast. And since then, we've started a bunch of other TV podcasts where we recap stuff. And the rest of them, like, they're good. And I love talking about this stuff. But there's something about Riverdale when we're talking about it. It makes you feel like a crazy person. Alex is like, they murder a kid. I have to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, but it's also like Cheryl Blossom spends a whole season with the corpse of her twin <laughs> in, a, in a basement, like, ramshackle shrine that she keeps locked from everyone else, but is haunted by like not even to mention all of the um uh low pro positive culture pro uh body positivity like celebration of self stuff uh stuff that they give you without any politicking it's just like this is the show that we're making it's all really good and I mean, I think Cheryl's a great answer uh, to answer your question, uh, Matt. Like, I feel like Cheryl from the jump was this character that was simultaneously like so self-serious, so crazy. And <laughs> at the same time, making fun of herself and everyone else at the same time. And it was like, oh, this show has so much confidence out of the gate. And that, that got us fully on board, I think. Well, also, they're all really good at it. Like, that's the thing. Nobody's yes. trying to sell you on something mm-hmm. that your brain tells you is false. Like, all of the the performers are great at performing. And so when they're like, I'm the best fucking cheerleader, singer, dancer, they back it up with a routine. And you're like, I guess you're really good at that. Instead of (laughs) thinking, oh, I guess they had to teach the lead a choreography. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Hiram is the villain and he is a god of, he's like, gets more jacked every season, despite the fact that he's like, I'm dying. He's like, I have a muscular disease. And then he's like, it's only (laughs) making me stronger, you idiots. (laughs) I love Mark Consuelos in this role, he's right? So like, good. Who would have thought? But he's so fun in that role, and the uh, the stuff with him and KJ, like it just gets better and better. Wait, Seth. Before we move on from this, do you ship anything on the show? Do you have any ships? Oh, good call. I guess it's the wrong use of it, but it's it's Jughead and his dad. 
<laughs> no. You know, you don't you don't call it ship <laughs> like that, but that. man, if ever there were people that needed each other, you know what I mean? It's those two. That's the sweetest answer. Like, like these, this father son just need to hang more. Nobody it's talks about. I, I don't know if you guys have covered that, but all the stuff they did for Luke Perry was so great. Like, I yeah, thought yeah. they handled that in it in a, a, an unbelievable way. And the way they, I was just thinking about that today because I knew I was going to do this podcast. But how well they made it not not nobody's fault, but like they really let. Um, Archie as a character explore grief and anger and sadness and forgiveness in such a powerful way and they didn't try and do it in a single episode they gave you like a season because it because it was that that significant you know when Luke Perry dies it's it was significant not just to the show but to those characters so I really appreciated how well they handled that and it was uh i thought just fantastic performances all around yeah that's so well said they really let him right and even still you can still see it resonating it's not like they're like well let's not talk about that anymore it's like no this is in the show this is part of the story uh getting back to robot chicken though Matt, <laughs> i do want to ask you i mean just what we were talking about before no we can obviously talk about riverdale all day uh, but, right uh, now and i know where i'm going after this i'm gonna end up watching a little bit more of this uh, I can't believe oh you're God. crying. You're crying through this, Matt. Yeah, it's amazing oh how, how we've touched you. <laughs> <laughs> so there are some touches of Riverdale and Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, I think, in the special. So how did you, how, how did, what did you decide to hit on? How did you decide what was going to work for this versus just keeping it in classic Archie Comics world? I'll tell you the truth. We, we, we allowed the idea that we could play on things that had happened in Riverdale, but that we wanted the aesthetic of the comics and the cartoons. Um, so the idea that Archie and Miss Grundy slept together is never in the comics and it's exclusive to Riverdale, but we thought funny, or we actually did a sketch about that, yeah. about Greg. It was Greg pitching <laughs> the original take on it where they didn't change Miss Grundy's age. <laughs> just do the scene straight with just, just old Grundy. Car. That's the sketch we did from the first season. And it's just the dialogue. It's so silly. But Berlanti was in on that. Well, that was it. We were like, okay, some things are all right. The idea that Polly's in a mental institution, we're like, ah, that could, that could work for us. And we really wanted to play on Sabrina, but there's not a ton of territory. So we, we, we did it where we could. And then, and then it just comes down to, you know, you got more stuff written than you could ever produce. And so when you actually finalize the document that's going to get recorded, we've already cut away a lot of stuff. And we've been very realistic about what the story is going to be and what we're going to actually need to shoot for this thing to make any sense at the end. So we prioritized those kinds of sketches and we wanted a story. You know, the principal thing about Archie is this, we realized he's kind of a piece of shit. You know, he's the <laughs> noble good guy who gets credit for being awesome and, and being a white knight. But he's also been gaslighting both of these women for more than 50 years. So that's dark, right? And uh, <laughs> being indecisive to the degree that you've never let either of these women off the hook um, to, to ever have a relationship <laughs> outside of you, that's, that's pretty sociopathic. And so we thought <laughs> that's what we delve into, right? Where did that come from? And then let's see some exploration of that, which was really fun. Um, but aside from that, we just made it 
like an exciting invasion story where herpes saves the day. <laughs> a classic, classic. ball of yarn. <laughs> Uh, and while we're talking about Grundy, she's sort of a big winner out of this. Are you guys Grundy fans? Is that because Grundy winner Weatherby, big L for him over the course of this special. That was actually we had a joke with uh, Jared Harris that it's a, um, a continuing trend of his characters uh, dying by yeah. hanging. True. <laughs> um, <laughs> put it in the continuum. It's real. Uh, but with with Grundy, that the whole thing about her with the baseline. Uh, I don't even remember why. Yeah, I don't, Who pitched Grundy with the baseline? That was early, and then aping that. Um, idea. that's probably that 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 painting. We didn't even wind up getting that tableau the way we wanted it. The whole, you know, that what is it? Was it called? It's the uh, European invasion. It's the it's the woman leading uh, everyone into battle, but her breast is exposed, and it's right this gothic empowerment moment. And we were like, oh, let's make it that. That was where the whole Grundy <laughs> leading it came from i don't remember how the bass guitar got involved <laughs> it's from the painting the original painting i think she's holding yeah. a rudimentary bass yeah rest out yeah but definitely full grundy stan whatever age she exists is there for anybody who hasn't seen the special who's listening uh you, you probably know robot chicken so you know things uh, get a little extreme but there's things like one of the things that made me last the loudest was just slamming Reggie's dick in a locker. Is there a point yeah. where you're like, you know what, this <laughs> this is too much, or is it never too uh, much? No, then we no. Say the stuff that probably made us the most uncomfortable in the big conversation were the the, the songs. Um, they they're really borderline inappropriate. Like, yeah, are they funny or just uncomfortable? Is it worth hearing? <laughs> you know, because. Yeah, like looking at it, Archie and Veronica go on this killing spree together. And is that a funny thing or is this like... Yeah, it's a little Oliver Stone for our, for us. But we we just, it was something, there was something beautiful and artistic in the darkness of it. And also an odd penance in a way for this character that's never really subjected to consequences for all the lives he's ruined along the way. <laughs> Well, and I love the idea that when Archie finally makes a choice, it's to become a serial killer on a speed. <laughs> if he actually ever does that, it just breaks everything. And I really like that piece. It was good. Thanks. Man. Uh, before we start to wrap up here, I'm going to ask you guys the choice that Archie makes at the end, <laughs> Betty or Veronica. <laughs> Matt, you want to go? Oh, Jesus. Uh, oh, who do we think? Yeah. That's well represented, guys. That was the com that's the actual that we recorded that in real time, like gun to his head. We got it. We got the answer. It's in the special. Yeah, I was going to say I don't think any of us disagreed with Archie's choice. Uh, Nobody was like really. Betty? Wow. Oh, no, 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 no. You, do you mean us personally? Person what yeah. Yeah. If I was Archie, Betty, man, I was got that ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> I see that where the line comes from right there. She's got that ponytail. That's my line. No way. I was the one who said it. Uh, That's my favorite. I love making Matt play like big burly thugs. Do <laughs> <laughs> you go Betty? Would I go yeah. Betty? Uh, I probably, but the truth is I married a, some weird fusion of the two of them. <laughs> There's the secret right there. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, did you have an answer? I, I know. We got to pick one or the other. I'd probably go Veronica, I think. I like the dark hair. I think that's... Mean, good. rich, full bush. Yeah, Veronica. <laughs> I don't know. That's probably where I end up. 
knowing me. I don't know. Who would you have <laughs> You had to choose, uh. What's that? You have to choose. Oh, you you know, it, me and Skeet Ulrich will go off on a mountain somewhere and like live a serene life, knowing that the boy is safe doing his own thing. That guy in real life is always building his porch and doing outside stuff. So that's a good He's choice. The right best, there. man. That's the funny thing. Like we went to Comic-Con and uh, all the kids were there and I just hung out with them. That was the moment I knew I was the adult because <laughs> the people that I knew for years were the adults <laughs> and they were like let me introduce you to these kids i'm working with <laughs> oh, no. Uh, no i don't care i kind of love it i think because i was because i started so young i love getting to be one of the adults now it's actually really fun the archie continue the riverdale continuum it's generations there you go exactly. eventually they're gonna have their own kids and the show will just go on forever as yours will because you're gonna do season 11 right coming in the fall yeah yeah that's it's uh we're in full full swing on it yeah it's uh i think they showed the first trailer of it i don't know if you saw it seth uh, i did see that trailer yeah, i was excited there's a whole new opening we're trying to because in you know i don't know that anyone except for the diehards are really paying attention to the sophisticated canon we've created behind the scenes for <laughs> our own characters but uh, uh we sort of we we the last season ended with our scientist um speaking for the first time and explaining that this has all been a uh, a 10-year uh experiment to learn what happens when you um, inject the human brain to uh, uh, experience a, a constant torrent of pop information. <laughs> what happens? And then he's, he's got the perfect joke. Um, Matt, do you want to give the punchline? I'll allow it. <laughs> oh, uh, so that was the end of last season. And so this season is like sort of a, what is it now? What? And we, we have a rebirth in our new opening sequence. We've kind of taken on some crazy different stuff i won't say it's a, a different type of season but it definitely feels like an evolution i agree i mean other than the season though this is the first special that you guys have done since the walking dead one in 2017 do you see that 17 really wow i think so Ooh. uh do you think you'd want to do something like this again i mean is this more of an undertaking versus what you're doing on the week-to-week -week show or is it about kind of the same thing no we really enjoy the opportunity i mean i don't want to speak for you, but I like, I like when we get to put uh, a half hour <clears throat> at a particular subject, especially if the company is in on it, because then we get a different level of capability to make something. And most of these companies uh, recognize that even if they're, even if their uh, IP is a gravely serious thing, like the walking dead, that there's not just um, an opportunity, but also an audience for something that's more comedic. It doesn't um, cannibalize the value of the other thing. It doesn't make the other things cease to have the same bite or gravity, um, but it can expand the brand mm -hmm. into a different territory in a way that also lets people have fun with something that scares them. So Plus, I, I, love, I, I love when we get to do it. I feel like <clears throat> stuff like that, like those people have been making those jokes for same style like oh god it's so great to see it explored you know like they have to be so serious about every aspect of walking dead to be like yes finally they, they can see something oh that actually god. feels that expresses that side of it yeah and, and when uh andy lincoln recorded for us and it was like a blissful experience because he's you know, he's a brilliant brilliant actor 
but he applied the same level of dramatic um, integrity to <laughs> the silliest of jokes. And it made them just unbelievably funny. Just so, so funny. Was there any thought of getting Riverdale actors for the special or did it feel like? We, I'll only say this and it's probably even a little talking out of school. We uh, at Comic-Con, you know, we were still talking about doing these animated shows, doing the Jughead, the Hunger. And so I had made a show with Brenda Song who was on Sweet Life with Cole. And so when I saw Cole at Comic-Con, I'm like, oh, you're the guy, you're the little kid that worked <laughs> with my buddy for years. I was like, oh, let's hang out. I'll talk with this guy. And even the better part, I've known <laughs> Steve for so long that Steve was like, ah, come meet my son. <laughs> <laughs> so we were chatting up that kid all night. And uh, at one point he talked to John, I guess, John Goldwater and was like, what's up with this Jughead cartoon? And I said, oh, somebody told you about this potential Jughead cartoon. And he goes, I want to play the Jughead. And I'm like, let me hear your werewolf. I'm just fucking with him. And then, uh, <laughs> I, but all night he was like, you, you know, not, not a, a weird about it, but also I thought serious. Like I want to play Jughead, the animated version. So when this special came up, we tried to get him. Then there was something about timing and contracts and billing and stuff and it didn't happen i still don't know exactly why just Love close your shit. eyes close your eyes and see what lawyer shit comes out um, <laughs> <laughs> to explain it. uh yeah no i stayed out of the yeah. <laughs> stayed out of the good if they don't need me it, it, nobody needs me in the deal making you know <laughs> oh, what i'm saying fuck no if you were the to worst. do a sequel to this archie comic special do you think you is there a way of doing like a riverdale chilling adventures of sabrina that specific world or is that like we've been talking about already, too extreme to push it even further. I think there's definitely a way. I still think we keep the visual style like those figures that we, we, we were using, but taking those personalities, I think, I think we'd lean into that. Just, yeah, it just starts with what's that overlying through line that we can play with. Once we have that, anything, anything can happen. I love the Sabrina world too. That, that show was great. I was bummed when they, when they, killed, when they ended it. It needed one more season, one more season. That was it. And they could have wrapped everything up too bad, but I'm glad you guys are getting another season. That's very exciting. Everybody should check out the bleeping robot chicken, Archie comic special on adultswim.com coming to HBO max soon, Matt and Seth. Thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure chatting. Absolute pleasure. My pleasure. Great talking to you guys. You too. I'm going to watch Riverdale right now. <laughs> You've been missing. You out. better. You fool. <laughs> We'll be back here next week, and you need to just finish. I imagine watching all seasons between in one week, you'd lose your mind, and that's what we want to see. One week right. today. Yeah, it is great. I don't know what I would have done if I if we'd binged this. Like, watching it week to week really lets you absorb <laughs> Yeah. eyeball taped back situation and if you'd like to support our podcast patreon.com slash comic book club also we do a live show every tuesday night at 7 p.m to crowdcast and youtube come hang out we would love to chat with you about riverdale itunes android spotify stitcher or the app of your choice to subscribe and listen to the show riverdale dark on twitter riverdale after on instagram riverdale after dark on facebook comic book club live.com for this podcast and many more until next time we'll see you after bleeping dark <laughs> 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 <laughs>